Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror with your host, I'm Dan P. And I'm Dan S. Hello. I think we'll go straight into it this week. So this is, if I've got it right, it's Series 2, Episode 2, White Bear. So spoiler, obviously, for this episode, but you can find them on Netflix in the UK anyway. But this one, again, is still a Channel 4 one. Now, what's interesting to me, I can't remember if I've mentioned it on one of the previous ones, but I've had a couple of people say to me, Dan, that they enjoyed it when it was on Channel 4, but when it went to Netflix, they thought it lost something. Oh, interesting. We'll have to try and work out when that when that line was crossed and see if we notice a difference. Yeah, do you know what I think it is? I think up till now it's been very low-key, very... British centered, and then I think it starts becoming a bit more fancy or- oriented and going yeah, over, yeah. you know, Amer- Americanized for want of a better term. So I wonder if it's that, but yeah, I've had a couple of people say that to me, but we are still on the Channel 4 elements of it. So this aired on the 18th of February 2013. So again, yeah, 10 years ago. So let's discuss it because I remember again, I know I've said it a couple of times, this was another one of the episodes that. In a way, I was looking forward to watching again because it had stuck with me since my first watching many years ago. I don't know about you if it was a standout one for you. Yeah, it, when we decided to do this, reviewing uh, Black Mirror episodes, this is definitely one I felt like, oh, we're going to talk a lot about that and uh, we're going to enjoy reviewing that one. So it is definitely a standout standout episode, yeah. All right, so let's go for it. Take it away. Okay, it's, it's quite funny. Just, just before we start talking through it, I got really confused with the name of this episode and I actually wrote down in my notes, White Mirror, Black Bear. <laughs> got, I've got my two colours on my round. Anyway, that's, so... That's, that's, that's a different series altogether. That's a different series altogether. Actually, sorry, before you do start, because again, this is another one where I'm not sure how famous she was at the time, but there, there are a couple of famous people in this episode again and have you watched anything with them so the main one is obviously Lenora Critchlow I'd watched her being in Being Human on I think it was BBC Three at the time had you ever seen that no I've never seen it though yeah, it's but, just, it, but I recognise the name as if I should know something she's been in or watch something she's been in she's one of those people that you, you'll have seen her in something and it's just interesting so that show was to me anyway that was her breakout series if i remember right it was she was living in a flat she was a ghost and she was living with a vampire and a werewolf i believe it was sorry it was a slight uh slight diversion there no it's fine i've just googled uh lenora uh critchlow and i've just realized where i recognize her from she she was in a film called fast girls uh, which came out about the time of london 2012 olympics around the british female athlete and i really okay. liked that film and I'd completely, like, I hadn't put two and two together. It was the same person. Obviously, a very different look in this film to, to one being a, a female athlete uh, representing she, England. Well, she's been in so many things over here. She's, you know, if you look at a start out, I'm just looking at her filmography. She, well, for British people, you'll, you'll remember these, but she was in The Bill. She was in Casualty. Uh, she's been in an episode of Doctor Who. Um, she Everyone's, was in another been in a Everyone's been in an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, Death in Paradise, yeah, and uh, Avenue 5. But anyway, yeah, so I, I just wanted to point out that, again, it's another one of these um, actors or actresses who have really gone on uh, to do a lot of things since then. So back to a review of the episode. So as you mentioned, White Bear, uh, episode's called White Bear. Um, now, it's around a character called Victoria um, who wakes up 
um, a bit dazed and confused in a house which is obviously not hers and she's obviously lost her memory and, and doesn't really know who she is. Um, the house in itself is a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit bit bizarre, um, the house that she's woken up with. It's, it's like an almost like an old person's abandoned type home is, is kind of feel I got from it. There's, there's a few things which trigger her, which give her weird flashes, which is the, the black and white symbol which appears on every TV. And also lets out this really annoying humming sound. Uh, <laughs> as white, it's, uh, white noise, isn't it? Yeah, white noise. And then um, there's the trigger. Um, there's there's a photo of who she assumes to be her boyfriend and her daughter um, right. on the living room. And it kind of does weird little flashes in her head. But she's obviously woken up in this place and she's not sure why. Um, she's not sure who she is. And, and then she starts, as you would do, start going to explore um, the outside world. As she goes into the outside world, um, she notices something very strange straight away, is whereas people are just watching her um, from windows, um, from from hiding places, um, all through their mobile phones. So the majority of them are just filming and and taking photos um, from a distance, uh, which is a weird sensation in itself. I don't know if you felt the same, but and we'll probably discuss this later at some point, but I almost thought felt like it was a bit zombieish, like with people with the phones were kind of lifeless and and going. And I wondered if that had like a hidden type thing. You know, a lot of people on mobile phones these days and are a bit sort of like distant and and out there. And that's what this felt like. It felt like she woken up in a zombie apocalypse, but the zombies were replaced with people with phones, um, just watching her. Um, As she's exploring, she's obviously gets. more and more confused, trying to to get someone to help her. Then someone jumps out of a car who's classed as a hunter. I think that's what the group of people are called. There's yeah. yeah. a hunter who's trying like to a, shoot her. Yeah, and they had a balaclava with the shape, that symbol she saw on the TV, wasn't it, on the mask? Yeah, yeah. that's right. So then she's running away from this, from this hunter. Uh, and as she runs away, she finds herself outside a petrol station with two people who seemingly aren't part of this mobile phone cult who look to help her. And as they're escaping the petrol station, one of them one of them gets shot and dies. Um, and then she escapes off into the woods with this girl. The p- people at this point are still constantly filming. Yeah, like there's a bit where they just pop out from behind trees and stuff, isn't it? There's like some yeah. weird scenes where it looks like they're on their own. And they, yeah, like I said, they just come out and they're holding their phones up, filming or taking pictures. Silent, it gets, all silent. I think it. I think it kind of gets to the point for her, by the fact it's actually just accepted at that point, and it's yeah. it's not questioned. It's just she, you know, it's almost like it's part of the background that she's she has just to ignore. Anyway, she goes. Um, her and this other girl, who's played by Tuppence Middleton, I forget the character the character's name. Um, Gem run escape, and then they find someone else who is also not affected, seems to be affected, and then he then takes her off into the woods. Takes him off into the woods because she deems the woods as a safe place. I think she had a almost like a flashback in the van, didn't she? Yeah. Um, so they go off into the woods, and then there's a bit of betrayal where he turns out to be a hunter. Um, he, he tries to attack her. Jem escapes, but then Jem comes back to, to kill him, and then those two again run off into the woods. At this point, the, the plan is... But they feel like they need to destroy almost like an antenna or a base, which is causing these people to be on their phones or zombified. Yeah, um, I, think, I can't remember if you said it, sorry, but 
there's a bit of exposition where, again, like I said, Tuppence Middleton, we'll have to find, what is her character's Gem, name? Jem. Jem, sorry, Jem. yeah. Jem explained that there was a, basically one day that, that symbol, and for want of a better term, I when I keep seeing it and I think of it, it looks like, you, you remember in Space Invaders, the little bases that you could hide under, it reminds me of one of those, yeah. that, that symbol. But that was broadcast with the noise, and like I said, it turned people into zombies. Now, what she said is basically one one in ten people weren't affected by it, and they then turned into the hunters because they realised they could do what they wanted, and now they had an audience. So, yeah, what as you were saying, what they want to do, they want to get to this TV studio uh, called White Bear to destroy it and hopefully save the area of the population they're in. There, there was one part, wasn't there, where um she victoria actually got close to one of the, the guys filming and managed to get his phone and throw a rock at him didn't she yeah um, or he, she threw a rock at him it hit him and he dropped his phone and, and kind of ran off and at that point jem decided to threaten her with a taser to not pick up the phone i think yeah. that was kind of the first flag we thought oh, well, well that's a bit of a weird weird type yeah. reaction isn't yeah. it and yeah that obviously gets explained at a, a later point um, so we're now in the woods and Gem and Victoria are seemingly trying to hunt down this base. Her her flashbacks at this point, I think, are getting a bit more prominent. Um, she keeps on seeing the picture of the girl and she keeps and, you know, she she knows that this girl, little girl is important in her life, but she doesn't know why. She's assuming at this point it's her daughter. Uh, and um, the flashbacks of just knowing, seemingly knowing stuff, but not really know, knowing why she knows stuff. Um, it, it's still happening. Um, then they're in this radio base, and this is where it all gets a bit. I don't know. The last, I think, the last four, five, ten minutes of this program are like, oh my god, like yeah. type thing. And this is where it begins to turn, whereby we're in this base, and there's a bit of a scuffle, isn't there? And Victoria managed to grab the gun from the hunter and goes to shoot him. And then there's like a load of glitter that comes out of a gun and it's obviously a fake gun. And at that point, it's revealed they're actually on a show and the doors open and there's an audience applauding. Victoria gets restrained straight away and they all come out and give a bow to this audience, which have obviously been watching this performance throughout the course of the day. And then as time goes on and the host is beginning to explain, he's beginning to explain the situation that they're in, that she is... The little girl is not the daughter, is actually a little girl, but she helped her boyfriend. Was it kill? I think it was kill. It was murder, it? yeah, yeah. Yeah, murder. Uh, had watched, had helped, assisted her boyfriend um, commit murder, whereas he had actually passed away, I think, but she had been captured and put in this repetitive cycle where she is constantly punished on the same day cycle and her memories wiped at the end of the day. And there's a lot in this five minutes to unpack, and I'm sure we'll do it in more detail in a minute. But then it, as time goes on, she, you, you find out that she is being punished for the crime that she's committed, but her memory's being wiped and then starting this day over and over and over again, whilst this event is selling tickets to be able to watch. And it's become like a famous attraction, and it's even described as a theme park, isn't it? I think the sign outside is a yeah. theme park yeah. where people pay and these people that we thought were zombies at the start, they're not. They're paying customers who have come just to watch this pre-murderer from a past life just be punished with the help of actors. 
And then you, it finishes off with her being transported in a glass box so she can be shamed uh, after she knows what's happened with things being chucked at her. And then put back into the bedroom, memory wiped again, for her ready to, to start again. What I would say, just to fill out a couple of other things that I picked up during the, the episode and then, and then we could go into the review. So yeah, it's, it's key to say that she is basically put through various harrowing things like you said like the the first encounter with the hunters in the petrol station then they get picked up by the this guy in the van who pretends to help or says he's helping them and says no you can't go to that transmitter i know a safe place takes her to a wood where at that wood there's all bodies people on trees aren't there there's people dead people hanging from trees and that's where he tries to kill her and she's basically she's he's about to it looks like he's about to torture her as she's screaming um, and then Jem comes back and supposedly kills the guy. And then, yeah, there are certain things to to fill out. So whenever she kept hearing White Bear, which was the name of the TV studio, she kept seeing having the flashbacks and, and freaking out. And um, the other thing, as you mentioned, she was also remembering certain things, which they, again, if you if you look back at the episode, you can work out now. But when she says that she was remembering things, the two people Jem and the guy they kind of look at each other I think almost like that they knew something's wrong but the whole thing about White Bear was yeah they basically her and her boyfriend kidnapped a young girl and then a week or so later a white teddy bear which was the girl's favorite toy was found near a motorway That's right, yeah. and it became like, like we do now it became the symbol of this investigation this hunt for this girl and then yeah what what it then transpired they found the body of the girl in a sleeping bag and had been burnt alive. Now, yeah. it was the boyfriend who'd done it and he killed himself in custody. So he was also in prison, but he killed himself in custody. And she, she'd filmed it and they caught her because when I saw the video footage, I saw the symbol on the back of his neck, which was, uh, sorry, the tattoo on the back of his neck, which was that symbol we've described. And the other thing that was said was the judge said that the what did he say? I think he said that the punishment is going to be something like considered and proportionate. And then, like you said, now she's in this turmoil of living this day over and over again where they wipe her memory at the end of the day and then put her through it again. And then what I thought was brilliant in this episode is one, the twist. It's the first one, I think, where there's been a twist. And like I said, the way they did it was quite interesting because she grabs a gun, shoots him, glitter comes out, and then the wall of the building opens up and you've got this audience which is just such a surreal moment but then did you see during the credits it felt like um a, a blooper reel or a behind the scenes thing um yes yeah where they they kind of was, was that the part like for example when the the guy got shot in the petrol station they showed him getting up and sort of high-fiving yeah. the, the people yeah. because he wasn't really dead he's just an actor type thing that was you're right that was really cleverly done wasn't it it was um and, yeah. and do you know what? And I'm not going to take credit for this because I did see it written up, but they did it really cleverly because the whole episode, the camera was shaky. It was almost like it was from her perspective in a sense. But then when they did those bits, it was a still camera. So it looked a lot cleaner shot. So it looked yeah. more like a TV show. But yeah, they, I think they were talking to the guests that were coming and they gave them three rules. And and for the life of me, I, I, I thought I'd written them down, but it was something like, don't get too close. But one of them was have fun, I think it was. Yeah, the last one was have fun. One of them was not get too close. close. And was it one of them was don't talk? Maybe he's don't I talk, think it yeah. Because yeah, I think they tried to give the zombie impression, didn't they? So they didn't allow yeah. people to talk while they were in there. 
Yeah. So yeah. So like you said, they put her in a the clear box to take her back, but she was on display to everyone, and they were encouraged to really shout at her, and they could get sponges filled filled with a red liquid and throw it at her. Wasn't it not yeah. at her, but at the, the the box she was in? So it looked like blood stains on on the window. So the last five minutes, I think, of this were were, were quite incredible. Yeah, it, it kind of. I felt like you watched the last five minutes, and you're like. I feel like I need to watch the whole episode again to, to kind of, now that I know what's happening, I kind of want to witness it again to, to make sure I don't miss anything because it is gripping. Yeah, and that last five minutes, it's, it's like one of those um, Saw films, wasn't it, where everything becomes clear in the last five minutes and they reveal everything that's going on and you sit there thinking, oh my God, that's so clever, uh, yeah. the way it's been leading up to that. But there's obviously a lot of talking points about... Like let's let's talk about the first one. How how did you did you end up feeling sorry for her as a victim, or did you kind of feel like it was deserved because of the crimes that she committed? Like how how did you walk away from an episode? This is this needs two or three episodes in itself to discuss it. <laughs> I think the program was done intentionally for you to to have a bit of sympathy for her. Yeah. Mainly because, especially at the end, you know, she was basically, she was begging for the guy to kill her. And he he kind of laughs and says, you always say that. And yeah. it finishes with her when they're wiping her mind. Oh, because that's it. Because they put a contraption on her head and he says, this will take about 30 minutes, but don't worry, you'll have some entertainment. And he puts a video on of her killing the girl or her, her video in the, the, the murder. So basically, throughout the 30-odd minutes of the program, all you see is her screaming, screaming, torture, because she doesn't know what's going on. This, this is a really difficult one because I, it's hard to have sympathy. I know it's a, it's a, it's a program, but it's hard to have sympathy. Who's done what they've done? Her and her boyfriend did to a to a kid. But where my head is at, so I guess I'm trying to say, it's <laughs> so confusing. I haven't got sympathy for her, but I think what they're doing. I've got some thoughts on that, which I'll come on to after. So how about you? I feel sorry for her. Um, And I think you're right. I think the episode is designed to make you kind of feel like that. But also, as well, a lot of who you are is determined by your memories and your experience. So if you're wiping that clean from a slate, is she the same person that got convicted? And I had that was the kind of the dilemma I had in my head. At what point is she now no longer that person that committed that crime, and she's now being a public spectacle and you know being put in through torture? And she can't remember really why she's being put through torture. She, you know, she just is. So I don't know. And then I think to myself, of all like you know, you know, in the real world, if you think about all the horrific people and the crimes that have been committed, and you kind of talk talk about some of them, and you're like, I wouldn't mind so much if he was in there type thing like it wouldn't feel as bad do you know what i mean it's yeah well this is it this is what this episode i think really cleverly does it plays on the mind how many times have we seen a particularly horrible crime and what people say that you know they say oh they should get some of their own treatment you know it you know, for want of not going into details but people always say often that the punishment should fit the crime but i just want to go back because you said something that this is what my view and this is what my notes say. She should be punished. Absolutely, she should be punished. But if she doesn't remember what she did, is that punishing her? 
Hmm. Because for me, it's that last five minutes where she realized what she's done and then they're all kind of goading her. That's almost like the punishment for the crime. But for 90% of the episode, she's just someone who's living in fear. And people will be shouting at the podcast now saying, but that's exactly what the little girl was. She would have been in fear when she was kidnapped yeah. and murdered. But is it is it a punishment for her if she doesn't realize she's being punished for a crime? Yeah. That's where my head was at at the end of the episode. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's yeah. Like... Because the other thing is, a re- again, it was kind of a little subtle thing. If you When you watch it for the first time, she comes down, when she wakes up, she comes downstairs and she sees a calendar and it's like, I think it's October and like 20 of the days have been yeah, crossed. About, yeah, it's about something. 20 days in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then when the guy walks down after resetting her memory, he puts the cross in the next day. So that's obviously how many days. So you, you know she's been there for at least 20 days. Um, the other thing about calling this a punishment is... The fact that it's then, it is a theme park. I think they call it the White Bear theme park and people are coming in and paying to take part. So are they not then exploiting the actual crime that happened in the first place? Yeah. And and I think that's why I I say the... You're you're right. They're they're making like a public crime. Um, I guess... It's it's like a circus. The right word is like it's distasteful, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, you know, when there's a, a serious event or like a terrorist attack or whatever, they don't put circus, let's use that word, a circus at the, at the ground. You put something that's a bit tasteful and a bit in memory of. You're right. I think it does lean towards uh, they're making money out of this, this crime. Uh, and it's a bit distasteful, isn't it? Now, it's clever because in the sense of what we describe them as zombies filming them. You can imagine they've done that because she was filming the girl and when she was crying out for help from these zombies nobody was coming to help her and she was saying why aren't you helping me again you've got to imagine that that's what the girl the perspective of the girl she's being filmed by someone so that's why they've done that but and and again if we if i'm thinking of it in the confine of the episode that's fine but then it says last literally the last two minutes where you see all the people coming in and they're smiling and joking and it's it's like a day out for them. That's where it turns again for me, the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree because I think that's what we're about to come on to, isn't it? But it feels inhumane. Yeah. But that, that kind of mannerism and, you know, it's not just adults. People are bringing their kids in there yeah. and there's, there's kids in there joining in at this and that's the bit that always gets me as a father. It's like, you're kind of celebrating, you're not celebrating it, but you're kind of paying to watch, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. It's, just, it's, it's like I text you afterwards, I came out of episode really confused about how I felt about certain things. Well, you're paying or you're willfully volunteering in the, I want a better word, the torture of someone, but it's not physical torture. But like I said, if in the world of Black Mirror, that can be fine, but it is, it's the element, like I said, the bit that doesn't sit with me. It's like if it had ended there, like they brought her back and reset her memory, and then the next day starts, I think that almost would be the better ending. But then when you see those behind the scenes bit, because the bit that sticks with me is you see the parking rates so of people are coming for the day out, parking in the car park. And yeah, it's those people then. I actually, you think, do you look down on them more? Because like we've said, they are capitalizing and 
willingly having a quote fun day out but at the heart of it there's a tragic crime has happened it's excessive isn't it yeah yeah it's it's yeah. It's, 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 it's excessive punishment um because it is a daily daily torture it's like you know not most criminals these days would just get locked up and be left to rot whereas this is a little bit different this is this is mental torture if and yeah. you, you you said you said something along the lines of it, it's not physical but it's mental torture when she's not remembering the day before so, no, that's so it. well she well she kind of does remember bits doesn't she but like i said though it's two separate elements for me the, the punishment I, I could say okay that's fine that is her punishment she's done something incredibly evil or and allowed something incredibly evil to happen but it's the general public element of it that i find uneasy that that you know i can't that's what my brain is is trying to reconcile because what we don't know obviously and again that's what i kind of like about this program it, it leaves you to answer question we don't know is this the first of its kind this kind of judgment or punishment we don't know if they're doing it to other people but um there'd have to be quite a lot of space for all the theme parks set up um yeah you might be able to get a season pass might you just to get some money off it's go, bizarre, go, isn't it? go yeah. with go with this five torches over a space of a year and yeah. <laughs> but just go back when you called them zombies so did you i i didn't say it at the start but i did chuckle because did you know how this episode idea came about i I do, but I did think the zombie thing to, to start with. Yeah, um, yeah. While, well, they while, are zombies I, ultimately, aren't they? Yeah, because yeah. because while I was watching it, I, I did think there's um, you know we've talked about it before, the role that technology has and you know what it's doing to people and making them less sociable, and it is it is the modern day zombie um, walking around on their phones and just watching stuff and filming stuff rather than experiencing it. So yes, I did think that at the start, and then I did find out what the original plan um, was for the episode. For anyone who doesn't know, there was a series in 2008 called Dead Set. And again, I don't know if you ever watched that. No, I didn't know. I didn't realise he had part of that, but it was um, this was during the heyday of Big Brother. And it was, um, obviously it was a drama, but it was a group of people in a Big Brother house. And I think while they're in their house, a zombie apocalypse happens outside the house. But they don't know. Oh, I apologise. Sorry, I think I have seen it. I have seen it, yeah. What he said was, he said during production of that, he said Riz Ahmed's character was being chased by zombies. Some school children noticed this and began watching, taking pictures on their phones. And he considered it to be an interesting, uh, Brooke, this is considered it to be an interesting and frightening image because they're standing there not intervening. So that was the, the genesis for this episode, he said he converted it into a script for Dead Set in which a photograph goes viral on social media and unlocks the primal urge for people to be voyeurs of agony. He said that idea he wanted to put in Dead Set, it got the green light, but the show didn't have the budget to do it. So he's then turned it into White Bear, which I think is, again, we keep saying how some of these shows have come about. And I think that's an amazing, amazing little backstory. Yeah, it is. And I think he changed the whole plot of his story like a few days before yeah. the episode started filming, based on based on the fact that he saw a fence in in the set, and he goes, "Oh, actually, this will work a lot better," and just changed the whole storyline in in the space of a few days. Um, and I, I think as well, I read that he also wanted to do like a sequel, which never came to fruition at some point. And there was talks about her 
kind of leaving notes for herself to remind herself as she yeah. as she went through the days. And I do wonder if he'd done that, then she'd end up becoming the good person, wouldn't she? And I think that would kind of put that question. She'd become a good person in the story, well, rather than now, where you're kind of wondering whether she is or not. Yeah, because it was what well, was interesting. The episode was filmed in, I think, it was a, an old RAF base, an old military base, so it was empty. And I think he said, "Yeah," it says here he had other ideas that were removed from the script because they were complicated. He said he could use them in a sequel story, which would involve the main character, as she said, finding messages she'd left herself as the process of erasing a mind starts not to work. However, the location for the episode no longer exists. So he felt it would be more practical to create a graphic novel, which I'm not sure if that ever did happen. Like I said, I I think this is, if you've even just got a passing interest in Black Mirror, I think this is an episode you have to watch just because it is one that it does make you think a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it really does. Like I said... I think we both texted each other and like, I don't know how I feel about my episode. Not the enjoyment factor. I think we both really enjoyed the episode, but we're not quite sure on uh, what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong um, discussion. Um, I think I've got it fully decided in my head. I feel like the punishment is inhumane. I think it's inhumane to watch someone be tortured in that way. And I think... I see her as a reformed good person based on the fact that she no longer has the memories which made her a bad person. See, I don't, I don't I necessarily I'm, I'm, agree with that. Well, well, what's your verdict, your summary? I think that. I think she's done something incredibly evil. She should be punished. But I just go back to what I said earlier. Is she being punished if she doesn't know what she did and what's happening? I'm not saying... It's- I'm not saying she should be released into the outside world. I think maybe the punishment should change and she should just be locked up. Yeah, but that's that's, ex- that's exactly it. I mean, ultimately, the, the whole aim is supposedly to try to reform criminals, right? Well, you're not. there's no attempt to reform, is there? Yeah. It's just, like I said, it's mental torture to the point where she's saying, you know, she wants him to kill her. Yeah. And it would almost be like, it feels like the punishment would be the reveal at the end because that feels like she went through a lot of mental anguish because she thinks this girl's her daughter and then turns out it's someone she had a part in her murder. And and again, like I said, I think the the episode intentionally is cleverly done to make you have these thoughts because you don't see the crime and I'm not saying you'd want to, right? The crime accounts for the last five minutes of the show, the the rest of the show is just her being hunted and terrified i mean my wife she wasn't she wasn't in the room watching it she was she was doing other things elsewhere all she could hear from the living room was screaming <laughs> and she was like she comes in she goes my god what are you watching <laughs> i said That's too- i'll explain after so did it make you did it make you scream no 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 <laughs> <laughs> stop that <laughs> obviously the character because she does oh. just does play a traumatized character doesn't she so yeah i i think and and like I said, to me, the, the bad taste is the people treating it like a theme park. I think what they're doing, you could potentially, in a dystopian world, you could say that's that's absolutely a punishment that they meet out, but it's the turning it into a, a yeah. theme park. I wonder if it's kind of like reflecting back to like what hangings used to be. So, you know, back in the olden days, if someone got hanged, that was a public event in a town square, wasn't it? And people would go and watch. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. if it's a little bit, like playing on that sort of thing 
Possibly, possibly. But you know, the other thing, though, that struck me, sorry, while I was watching this, is the whole, you know, nowadays you do see it where people do film anything and everything and they don't intervene. And it's especially, you know, you, you try not to see them, but sometimes you can't help it. It just comes across. But you see the story of where kids are beating up another kid and and, and they're filming that and then they're putting it yeah. on the web. And it's like, what point has that ever become something normal? I mean, they're actually filming someone being beaten up. And yeah. I think that's what, you know, this, I don't, again, it's really hard to put yourself back 10 years, but it feels like this really plays into what we're seeing now with those videos. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I do wonder if this, if this was a thing, I reckon it would still sell tickets. So don't you? Well, yeah. Yeah. So it would be, it would be really unusual, wouldn't it? It would be, it's that whole rubber necking at an accident, isn't it? Yeah. People don't like the idea of it, but people want to see want to see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, this episode left me. I, I, I really like the episode in terms of piece of drama. But it's so close to some of the arguments you see in real life. Like, you know, we've had some horrific um, serial murder cases and child murder cases here where people would want something like this to be a a legitimate judgment wouldn't they yeah the, the the other interesting bit around what i think happens more now is around the public shaming element as well because it's not just punishing her is it it's publicly shaming her uh to a massive audience and i think with the way that social media has gone now there's quite a lot of that there's quite a lot of i need to belittle someone to be relevant um and you, you see it all the time and even though that was 10 years ago, that also plays a role in, in today's world too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I guess maybe if I was to sum up the last 20 minutes of my rambling when you asked me what did I think, this episode feels more like, yeah, it's people's enjoyment of somebody being punished rather than it actually being about a person being punished. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's sum it up. So... If we were to give it a score, what do you think? Now I gave you, I gave you the scores because um, at the time of recording, the, only the second episode's aired, so I, I've I've started to collate the scoring. So, just as a, a reminder, you gave the national anthem eight, you gave fifteen million merits five, the entire history of you nine, and be right back. You gave a, a nine point five. So, where does so this rate? I think this falls higher than national anthem. But I think it falls a little bit lower than entire history of you. So, or does it? <laughs> it's, it's your or view. Does it? It's difficult. Uh, I'm going to go 8.8. 8. Oh, okay, 8.8. 8. I kind of like how you sum some, some things there. It's, um, is it better than the national anthem? Do you know what? I think it is as a piece of TV. I still think it, it's weird. National Anthem still is something that shocks me every time I think about that episode. All these weeks later, it is still a really unsettling and disturbing one. Um, I I still I think this is probably one of the better episodes to date, albeit we've only watched five so far. My question is, is it better than Be Right Back or not? And that's what is that I the one you've rated? Is that the one you've rated highest so far? Well, no, I've given two eights. I've given National Anthem an eight, the entire history of you an eight, 
and I gave Be Right Back a 7.9. Oh, yeah, because you didn't like the ending, did you? Yeah, be, yeah. So, so I think it's probably better than Be Right Back. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to give this an 8.5. Okay. I think by, by just, the way, out, out of the four, I think this one has the best ending. Yeah, I, I think just because this is probably the best, if you forget about what it is is about, I think it's the best single episode so far in terms of drama. Oh, get you. And, yeah, and, and I think Be Right Back, I did like that. Um, and the entire history of you, I did like that. But I think there's a lot more. There's a lot more going on in this episode. So yeah, okay, that, that goes to my highest, my highest score. Okay, well done. What's, 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 what, what one's next? I don't know what the next one on our list is. It's um oh, it's one I remember, and I just by seeing it, I can't remember if I enjoyed it, but it's called the Waldo moment. So yeah, you can join us next week for that one. But was there anything else about this episode that you hadn't said or, or, we, or we need to say before we sign off? No, no well, well, I, I think I said once before, if if you want to watch an episode of Black Mirror, it's this one. I'll probably say that about, about this, this episode as well. It's a different type of episode. It's not so much about tech, is it? Well, I guess the, I guess the memory wipes tech, but it's more about social behaviours. But it, it really does get you thinking. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that's spot on. It isn't. It isn't really about the tech at all because I think the tech is just thrown in right the last five minutes. Yeah, it is about the moral themes. And when I started putting this out on Twitter, it was funny because before in my head I always had it that this was always going to be about tech. It was always how tech involved. But if you look at the last few episodes, tech is just the vehicle to get you thinking about social and cultural things, isn't yeah. it? It's it's amazing, yeah. really. Yeah, it's definitely the social element of it and whether this is humane, whether it's not, whether it's undeserved, whether it's deserved. I think most people come out of this episode feeling a bit confused. But uh, yeah. let us know. If you have watched this episode, let us know how you think and um, what you think is fair and what's not. Yeah, and we will see you next time for the Waldo moment. So see you then. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, cause you need.